Episode 6. I'm Christian Kabuai. On this podcast, I explore the gray areas of progress and tradition. R.I.P. because I'm all about the new shit and how it balances with the old shit. In this episode, I interview international DJ, rapper, producer, Rocky Rock, live on the Kumu app. Check it out, kumu.ph. Um, couple announcements. Uh, I'm having that NFT workshop uh, this month, February. If you want to sign up for it or get notified, uh, you can follow me on social media, Instagram, Kumu, Twitter, or drop me an email. Uh, I'm also building a Discord community. You can get the link on my website, kabuai.com, and scroll to the bottom and you'll get that Discord link. Uh, you can connect me at kabuai.com uh, backslash connect as well to get uh, my email address. You can leave a voice message at kabuai.rip. Yeah, that's a real URL. And I'll play any uh, questions, comments on the next episode. All right, let's get started. All right. Um. Yeah, so... Man, so this this podcast, um, it's it's called a kabuai.rip, and that's a real domain. If you visit like visit it on a on a browser, it'll take you to the to the podcast. And the reason why um, you know it's a RIP domain is because it's about like you know doing new things and kind of uh, uh, reinvigorating it. You know that whole um, um, destroy and build on top, and so. I thought that uh, you would be a perfect guest because, you know, the downs and then ups and then ups. And uh, so I think that uh, it's, it's fitting for, for your story. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I think why don't, you, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. So everybody that's, uh, so we're recording live on Kumu. Uh, a uh, live streaming app uh, based in the Philippines. So I'm here um, chatting with Rocky Rock. Um, but yeah, man, what's, what's, what's your, what's your, what's your intro for this, uh, long, interesting life you've lived? <laughs> well, y'all, my name is DJ Rocky Rock. Um, I'm originally from the Bay area. That's where I grew up, but, uh, I was born in the Philippines and, um, I came out here when I was three years old, moving out to the Bay area and, um, just grew up there. You know what I'm saying? And just lived the life, you know, with, um, my dad. I, I got to meet my dad when I was three years old and I got to live with him and, um, you know, we had, yeah, it was ups and downs, right? Um, my mom and my dad got a divorce, uh, 1986. It was hard for me, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like just kind of going through that whole drama with them. And so I was living a hard life, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, it was very humbling at the same time to see my mom worrying at all times. Right. So, um, yeah, uh, love DJ. Yeah, how'd you how'd you how'd you get into DJing? Was it out of that? Yeah, uh, out so, of that trauma or I mean, every almost every nineteen eighties. If if you grew up in the Bay, you're Filipino, like yeah, maybe the late seventies to like maybe ninety eight or so. You touch turntables. Yeah, totally. Um. Music kind of came into place uh, when um, one of my friends, 
uh, actually in high school was like, yo, you want to scratch? I was like, yeah. He's like, come to my house. So I, I started cutting with him. And then next thing you know, um, um, my cousins from my stepfather's side uh, hooked it up with some turntables at one point. And I had it all my high school years, Christian. And um, it was just kind of like, I wasn't doing homework. I was just always practicing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mom's like, oh, you see what I'm doing? I'm gonna go homework, right? But I'm in there with my headphones. And I'm just heck of practicing, you know? So music was just covering hard. It was just like what something. Were, uh, like what do you what do you need to practice? Like what, you know, like what uh what records did you, you know, get um just dig through good did you go to like Rasputin or Amoeba back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to start uh start uh streetlight records out in the Bay Area as well. Um ultrasounds in the Bay, you know, like in uh right by uh by the airport. You know, that's that, right? Um yeah, there was like a amoeba. We would like it would be so fun, like going out to Berkeley all the time, because it was like a whole dope vibe. Everybody was there partying and like good vibes, you know. Because it's college, you know how it is over there, Christian, right? Yeah, back in the day, it was they they had amoeba records, they, they had Rasputin records, and they had Tower records, and then some little like maybe some pop up whatever some yeah. Uh, shops just and then some dudes like underground too they would be like selling records just on the streets yeah supper on sara sub danny so yeah um i grew up to like those and then i would go to hate street at sometimes i'd go to raspian out there hate was always sick so i grew up uh i grew up going to a record store out there in hate called zebra records yep and um I started doing a lot of DJ battles uh, over there and they would have like a battle every month. I remember, and I think it was, is it Isaiah or is Israel? Israel was the name of the guy. I hope I'm not hearing the truth that he's dead because that's really like a, someone that really helped me in my DJing career in a sense. Cause he always just, yo, imagine I would walk in there Christian because I was battling all the time. He was just like, here, go take any mixer you want. Pay me later. You know, like I can just be like, I'm running away. You know what I'm saying? But he knows I was there. He knows I was house. Yeah. And back then it was hard to get equipment, you know, bro, it was hard, but he was like, he was getting best stacks. Like he was getting all the dope, like, like, like turntables already. Like it was fresh, you know? And so I remember you had to call, you had to call a phone number on the back of like the bomb magazine. Yeah. To some DJ store in New York. Yeah. There, were, there wasn't a lot. <laughs> yeah. Fat Beats was tight. Remember Fat Beats? Yeah, Fat Beats. Yes. We had a New York and there was an LA one. Fat Beats was always, was always sick. Oh, Bomb Magazine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, um, those those were like the places I actually go got records. And, and I was all into like the whole Qbert videos those vhs's that he would put out turntable tv on home terms yeah yeah i was all into like the whole just like the puppet and the freaking beats and just scratch you know just scratch raw you know what i'm saying but um yeah you know came from that <laughs> and, and then so then when when you started doing you you know you started doing the like the battle scratch and dj stuff i mean did you do the 
I'm sure you did the house parties. Did you do any clubs? Yeah. Like house parties, cotillions all day, birthdays, for, um, frat parties back in the day, big time. You know, frat, uh, frat, frat parties were always fat. They were always throwing big parties like at their houses, you know, and they had big, huge homes. I was like, what the heck? So it'd be like a festival <laughs> in the backyard. <laughs> that got you. That got you through high school and you know DJing on the side and whatever. So that, that yeah. what then what happened next? And then I just started joining like um, little like competitions. Like uh, I did ITF. I went out to LA, and then when I did LA, I got top three. This was the first time I've ever got like into a prof like the big league of DJing battles, you know. So when I got into that. And for those that don't know, ITF's uh, International Turntable Federation. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's totally the name of the the DJ competition, and it's kind of like you know, like the NCAA, or you know, it's almost it's almost NBA, you know. But that's it right there. That's raw, you know, real battling head to head. So, um, yeah, Ron, that was one of my first battles, and then, um, well, I before that battle that you saw, um, I went to the Trabador. That was where the, the, the tryout was at. It was here in LA. I went to the Trabador, battled there, and I got top three. And then... Um, place, too. Yeah, I had to drive from the Bay, you know? So, like, I came out here. And then when I got third place, I was like, oh, snap, you're going to the um, the Western Hemisphere DJ competition now. You're going to, to, to battle representing the West Coast, you know? I was like, oh, snap. So that was it. I, my first battle was with uh, Access, uh, was Access, uh, Excess, Excess, 2000. Um, it was around 2000. Yeah, 2000. And um, it was New York, New York versus the Bay, you know, and I lost. <laughs> and that was it. And then there it goes. After that, I just started practicing harder. You know, I started practicing harder. And then um, I walked into uh, Guitar Center. Christian to buy her some needles and it said win afford focus 2001 I said what a car okay cool so I practice Mano knows the story and um all of a sudden here I go I join this battle I go out to Emberville out by Berkeley I, I did that guitar center over there oh yeah the one by Ikea yeah then I, I won that Next thing you know, I won that. And they're like, you're going to Hollywood. You know, you just, you just kind of took out all kinds of DJs right now. So you're going straight to the finals in Hollywood and, um, you're qualified to win the car. I was like, oh snap. And then I practiced hard that year. I really practiced hard. Cause I remember leaving De Anza. I remembered also leaving the, the Vry. I was in the Vry at one point, you know, the DJ kept me going. Like I wasn't sure. Cause my mom was always to pressure me if I'm going to be a doctor or am I going to be a, a DJ? Right. That's always, that's always what it is right there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this way, so, uh, from what I remember then was kind of like the turning point when you showed her the car and look at this. I made her pick it up with me. <laughs> How does it feel? How, do, how does it feel, mom, that this is what DJ got me in four minutes? She's tripping out, you know? And that was kind of like the, um, the like, good job, son. <laughs> you can DJ now. 
go, go chase your dreams. Yeah. And it's funny that it's always something, uh, material parents. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they got, they got to assure and see something worth more than 15 K. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just get real with it. So yeah, that's pretty much it when it came to like the whole battle scene, you know, um, I started still doing battles in 2000. So 2001, I started hard 2002. I, I still did it 2003. I did it, but I kept on losing because it felt like I was an American, mm -hmm. you know, like, so, like you mean, there was a, like a, a stereotype that they wanted to win, you know, like when it was always one of them, like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I just felt that way with me. Because I felt like my sets were different. Yeah. So my only last choice was like thinking, dude, forget this. I'm going to my country. I'm really Filipino. Don't mess with me. You know, I'm going to go battle for my country. And then I'll meet you guys somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I did. I went out to the Philippines, lived out there for six months, uh, a year. So I could qualify the six months to join DMC. And then uh, I won DMC Philippines 2004, and I got to represent the country in the world finals, you know? And DMC, are they still active in the Philippines? They still are. And they're right now, everybody is doing uh, virtual. Everybody's doing like through online, like, you know, I think Zoom or OBS styles, you know? Okay. Because I remember living there and they were really active. And I remember the dudes, um, Jesse Gonzalez, I think. Um, yes, that was my manager for DMC. Yeah, they used to do, they used to do stuff at, um, at Heartbeat on Quezon Ave. Yeah. Oh, what? You, I went I was, there. I was like, I mean, we probably met dude, each other. I was hanging out there dude. with like the, the master plan dudes. And um, yeah, I've been at Heartbeat multiple times, bro. I, I love their Sydney gum over there. I, I eat it. <laughs> that was the only, that was the only place that had hip hop nights and DJ MOD was, you know, and DJ Sunny, you know, they always held it down. Um, it was that, it was like in Cousin City was heartbeat. And then in Mahati, it was Mars with, um, what's his name? Steve Mills, I believe. His name was. Steve Mills. So, so, um, I used to DJ at a place called Absinthe. Were you there at that time? Uh, Absinthe, the, um, the one with the tree inside. And, and Steve Mills was the DJ there with me as well. We were DJs at that spot. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, yeah. I knew those guys and, you know, more of the, than the EDM wow. guy, like Brian, Brian Kua, um, mm -hmm. from hit production. So, um, yeah, those were kind of, those are the kind of, uh, those are the ones that I, I knew back in. So then when you, when you want it in DMC, um, what did that lead to? Uh, it, it, it led to a lot. I started winning more battles. Um, I did, uh, I did a DMC of, uh, winter music conference, WMC. So I did a DMC there. That's in Miami, uh, right? In Miami. Yeah. I did had a DMC battle there. They featured over there and, um, I represented, uh, the West coast and then, um, I won, <laughs> I won 25 grand worth of equipment that same time. So from there, uh, led to more things around that time. I started DJing for bands. So 
Johan uh, calls me because back in 2000, oh, it's crazy. So in that time when I won the car, I didn't even see there's a, there's another, another important piece. There was a battle that Lincoln Park wanted to throw and they did it and it was with MTV. And they wanted to have a DJ to open up for Corn and Lincoln Park in Mexico City in front of 150,000 people. So I did it. I did the DJ battle. Um, I had to go against DJ Turbulence around this time. And this was in 2001. And then uh, I won. After that, um, there was a voting system on the, on the internet. Whoever gets the most vote now, this is the sets of the guys in all of the Lincoln Park shows all over the U.S. And I represented the West Coast at this time again. And then I got voted 220,000 uh, votes. I got called the day, the day I had to, the day, the day they said that, be careful because the day that they call you, you got to leave. So they call me the day of, and then they said, DJ Rock, you're, you're opening up for Corn in Lincoln Park. I was like, what the heck? Like, this is a crazy year for me. But that was the time where I had to kind of really hide for like six months and really practice my DJing really made sure I had things cracking, you know? And what, um, you, what do you, what was that? What, what did you open with? I did a bass tone set. Um, and it was just kind of like one bass on the right hand. And then I had a looping drum on the other. And I was just kind of like, I was just kind of like on point with my volumes and, and the way it looped, it sounded like it just did. It just sounded crazy. You know, like, um, that was one of the sets that I did. And then I flipped, um, I flipped my needles, I threw it on the label and I started making drums and snares out of the, out of the equalizer, out of the EQ. And I messed them up like that, you know? And I, I also had this one trick where I put the headphone jack into the, into the, into the line. And I don't know what, it'll kind of create some type of feedback that kind of makes a guitar sound. And it was awesome. So I was like utilizing just these little things that I, I was like really coming up with, you know, and, um, it was amazing. It was, a, you know, it was, it was fun. I, I still love doing it even till today, you know? So, yeah. So that was what it was, you know, um, I really stopped battling after two, 2006. Lincoln Park hit me up, Johan and was like, rock, I got a group for you called dirty heads. You want to DJ for them? I said, sure. They're under Warner. I was like, all right, cool. So I just, I DJed for that band for three years. I couldn't do anything with Black Eyed Peas. I, I DJed with them for special events for Beboit. Um, actually, see, there's more. I, I kind of missed out, right? Yeah. So that story. So let's let's rewind back. So when I went to the Philippines to go join the DMC, I lived there for six months, a, a year, but. I was thinking in my head, I was like, I'm going to go do a concert. And that time my uncle passed away and I wanted to do something big for him. So I, my, what I did was I came back to the Philippines that year in 2004 with a contract of saying I could bring Black Eyed Peas to Manila. And at that time, where is the love was being like being played everywhere. The song by a scene with Apple, the Apple song was blowing up. And, um, I got to sell that. I got to sell the concert. At the same time, I was able to do DMC. 
So that that year was kind of like a um, it was like it was hard in the beginning, but everything paid off right away, you know. So it was cool. How did you and, and, um, initially? How did you initially get hooked up with uh, Black Eyed Peas? Was it so there was a DJ label or like back? There's another DJ. There's another DJ battle I battled. It's called Cool Mix. That same year I won the DJ the car. Actually, it was the year after 2002, and there was a battle by Cool. Remember those cigarettes? K O O L. Cool. Yep. Cool cigarettes. They threw a DJ battle back in the day, and I had to go. I had to go battle at that, at that competition, and um, I won it. And then Will I Am was like, "Yo, call that DJ. I want him to scratch on Where's the Love remix." And I was like, "What? Cool." So I did it. I scratched on it. But they didn't have to, they didn't have, they were like, if, if the Warriors of Love didn't blow up with Justin Timberlake, they were going to drop this one. This one had like a Bismarck key, like dope old school hip hop with Warriors of Love. And it was me scratching on it. It sounded really nice. What? But Warriors of Love were So it never got released. And I never even got the file, bro. Someone has it though. Someone has it. They got to do a B-side. Talk to those dudes. Yeah. I'm sure we can get it out of Will. If I talk to Will, I am. I'm going to be like, yo, dog, can you drop that now? It's been 20 years. Yeah. You know? Ooh, I'm going to bring that up. I'm actually going to hit him up soon. So it's all good. That would be good to hear that. So then when, so then when you, when you, then they hit you up then to, to work on Bebut. So at that time. Apple came home um, after we did the concert in Manila. Apple came back and was just like, yo, I'm going to come back there. And I got to build with him. And he was like, yo, let's let's work on a label. You know, um, I'm doing, I have Jeepney Music. I was like, oh, let's do it. So we did a label called Jeepney Music. And at that time, it was so cool. Like we were trying to like, we weren't sure what we were doing yet, but we were trying to build our own little community of rappers. So we had like, um, no, um, we had Native Guns. Um, this guy, Ray, Ray Rosario, um, who else was there? Um, I think, uh, Roscoe Molly. This was before B-Rock, right? This was 2006, 2005. This is when like. Orphan Rock. Yeah. 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 For sure. So like, yes, it was around that time and, um, and, uh. I was working with, with Apple at that, at that time. And, and Will was just like, yo, you got to scratch on this. You got to scratch on this song that app's going to do. That's the Gallo. So come to the studio tonight. So I was like, all right, cool. So I went there and, and, um, that's when we created bed boy. <laughs> and, you know, he's like, oh, what's hot girl? What's hot girl? It's like bed boy, that bed boy, bed boy. That's what we were always saying in the Philippines, you know? Yeah. Yo, where the bed boy that? Where the bed boy's at? So that was like the thing right there. And uh, it's just crazy how powerful the song can be, you know? It's like, <laughs> I, that, this, you know what the sad part is though, Christian? Is I have, I have an uncle named Bad Boy. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Oh, he thinks it's for him. <laughs> Isn't that weird? You could have a, you could have a Tito and a Tita named Bad Boy. Yeah. Yeah, right? Can it be a bot bot or? I don't know. Jeez. So then, you know, when I remember seeing, I remember seeing the video and it, 
you know, up to now, it's still a Filipino um, anthem, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that that's cool to be part of that history. Yeah. So I remember, um, I remember I was the one reaching out to um, Xylophone. Um, Patricio. Company. Patricio. You know Patricio? Yeah. Patricio with Xylophone? Yeah. Yeah. I reached out to him because uh, App said that he did a good job on a scene. And I, I, I thought so too on that song, the Apple song. So we reached out to him again and um, we were able to do generation one and generation two. And um, yeah, I was there for the whole planning of that whole situation, bro. It's crazy. I was the guy that drove the Jeep. So I rolled up. I was a driver. <laughs> I got that shit from Vegas. <laughs> so it was cool, you know? Um, I got on a book called Hoff, Filipinos on Holly Filipinos in Hollywood because of that. So it's like those uh those like historical ones that you see at Barnes and Noble. Yeah, the the the, the, the yeah the the book it's crazy. I'm like on a history book, bro. It's like cheese. It's like everything's just happening right now, <laughs> you know. But um. So when did you? I, I know you went to Europe too for a while. When did you do that? Yeah, so after I did Dirty Heads, so I, I DJed for that band and Dirty Heads, right? And then I DJed for a band, Sublime. And then I, I was kind of like, yo, I think I want to, I just kind of want to just be on my own now, you know? I think I have enough talent to do my own things and just make my own, my own name to myself rather than try to just always, you know, be a part of something. I think that was... I want to start something on my own. So I moved out to Europe um, because uh, one one time, um, yeah, so how I met my manager from Europe was crazy. She was looking for a DJ from the Black Eyed Peas because there was Madrid College has a private party with 10,000 students in, um, uh, in Puerto Rico. I think it was Puerto Rico, yeah. So I had to... Um, I ended up opening up for that, you know, for that. And it was, it was, it was a college of Madrid, um, Madrid university, I think it was. And, um, after doing that, I did so much press and everybody was like, are you going to come visit us in Spain? And, um, that next year I was booked for a whole year. So I ended up just staying there and I ended up just kind of just chilling and just enjoying that whole, <laughs> just that whole trip, you know? And then it ended up being there for five years, bro, because I liked it so much. Madrid, when I went to Madrid, um, it reminds me of Manila. Yes. Weird. It's weird. Weird, no? Yeah, it's weird. It's, there's no way to describe it, but it, it's just kind of weird because then they have that, you know, that colonialism history and then. That's, it just, that's where I think I got my comfort zone from when you said that, right? A lot of Filipinos. A lot of Filipinos there. It's crazy. You know, um, easy access to Filipino things. You know, there's always a Filipino store somewhere, you know. Um, it's amazing. It's just amazing, you know. So then after after Europe, then you went to Bali? I went to Bali. So that happened in 2016. Um, I was about to leave actually Spain already. I was like, man, I got to go back home to the Bay. I got to go back. I need my... I need to go back home, right? And I get a call and they're like, yo, we need a DJ here. 
that's from the Black Eyed Peas, you know, here I'm in, in a, here at Sky Garden. And it's like a big, big club. It has like 5,000 people. It was right there on Kuta Beach. It's like right in the, like right where the party central was at. So I ended up taking the job because it was like living in paradise. So I ended up staying there for two more years. And then um, in 2018, I went out to Korea. Kind of fast forwarding uh, a little bit of what's going on now. I went to Korea. I opened up for um, Keisha Cole out there. And uh, I'm hanging out in Korea for like 15 days. I was on an escalator. I remember this day. And I wiped something on my eye. I remember I was like, dude, I didn't wash my eye. My eye started getting like blurry. And um, I was like, damn, something's, something's going on. You know, I need to, I need to go to the doctor quick. And I found that I got uveitis and uh, it's an inflammation in the eye. So that kind of stopped me from, <laughs> kind of stopped me from like touring more and DJing out more, you know, I had to take care of my health. So it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, uh, it's like kind of God's just telling me, yo, chill out a little bit, you know, just. That's uh, kind of like, then that's right on the bumper of all this COVID stuff, right? So then now you got no choice to, you know, stay local. or Stay local, bro. Can't really be going out too much, right? But, but so you I'm miss it though? Do you miss it? Yeah, I do. I do miss it. Of course, you know, you. I think when you go to another country and um, I'm, I'm telling everybody this too, that on the comment section, it's like, you always, you get another energy, you know, it's a, it's just like a whole different energy that another fresh air, you know, it's just like, yeah, you know, it makes, it's another like inspiration, you know, in life. So I always like doing that. I love traveling a lot. But uh, so then, all right, then, then what's, uh, what's next now on, on your travel? You know, what are you doing now? I'm going Philippines. That's what's happening right now. Woo! Going Philippines. I haven't been in the Philippines since 2007. Um, ever since I went went back home with Apple. Um, yeah, since Bebo days, you know what I'm saying? So here we got Kumu, you know, and uh, I'm able to like tap into my country these past two years since pandemic and um, uh such a blessing, right? And I don't know. Excited to see, uh, excited to see what's going on out there in the Philippines. For sure. Yeah, definitely. So then within the, and you're leaving like in a month or in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. Next Friday. Yeah. Okay. How long are you staying out there for? Just for a month. Yeah. That's a lot. That's pretty good. And now there's no more, um, what do you call it? No more quarantine, right? Yeah. Isn't that cool? You could go, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, how about if, do you have to take, do you have to take a, a, a test coming back? Changes all the time. So he, Robin said you have to. Maybe. Oh, bong yeah. But you're a U.S. citizen. So. <laughs> what does that mean? They'll let you in? Maybe. I don't know. They'll probably just kick me out. They'll probably, yeah, hey, yeah, you're a U.S. citizen. Get you out of here. Quick. <laughs> so what are you going to do out there? You got any gigs lined up, collaborations? Um, I know you've been working on some music. What, what's the plan? Yeah, I kind of want to do some, um, I want to do some press for, for some music for sure. Um, on some radio shows. 
Uh, also, of course, think up with Kugu. You know, I can't wait to to go see, you know, everybody out there. And um, yeah, see some family, you know what I'm saying? And um, visit my grandma too, because uh, she passed away and she's they, they out there buried. And yeah, you know, I, I just, you know, I, want, I can't, I can't wait to, you know, see the motherland, you know, just get that, get that, get that air in, you know. <laughs> is this your, is this your first, I guess, I guess, uh, like major travel since the whole COVID situation? Um, yeah, it, this is actually, um, yeah, one of the first one besides like, of course, our, our, um, mini con, right. But, um. Yeah, this is like probably the the next big one. <laughs> Good. Going out over there. Yeah. So now, when you get when you get back, you know, we'll debrief and then you know we'll get you on again to kind of hear our, what what's going on in the Philippines because yeah, everyone 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 you talk to they have like something different. Like, oh, you got to do this, got to do that. Yeah. Well, be good. I, I'm talking to a lot of people, and they're like, you know, when you were here last time. It's totally different. So I definitely want to learn what's going on out there. Uh, I can't wait to, you know, just to, to see that, to see the vibe, you know. And when was the last time you were there, Christian? I was going to go back every year, so. Oh, do know. you? So were you there last year? 18. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, because, yeah. Are you going to, are you going to um go to anytime soon? Uh, yeah, probably, probably sometime yeah. this year. So nice. just coordinate. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, maybe when you guys go back again. So yeah, maybe yeah, we'll all roll together for sure. Um, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out for sure. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited for uh for like the just everything here. I've been streaming a lot, you know, on on the app and. I just feel this, you know, the same way how I do like my life outside, I feel like I'm doing it in the app as well. So I enjoy what's going on in this community, you know, and it's cool. So, okay. Before, before we end this, um, uh, top three rappers. Top three rappers. All right. Dang, this look good. All right. Well, I, I gotta give it up for, um, I love MC Supernat. Super He's um, freestyle. Uh, do you know MC Supernatural? Yeah, yeah. Issue? I remember he used to rap about the like fingernail clippers, you know, on on Sway's show. Yeah, yup, yup. And then, um, yeah, cause he, I went on tour with him. We have a group together called uh, the Hip Hop Opera, and I'm his DJ. So. I was just like, man, this guy's phenomenal, man. Like he's magic, you know, when he gets on the mic. Um, I like Common. I love Common. You know, um, Common is like really sick. I really like Will I Am. So those are the three guys right now that like I kind of listen to. Um, when I'm not, you know, when I'm just kind of like in, like getting inspired, I listen to their old stuff as well, you know. So just kind of that the old school Black IP stuff. <laughs> I grew up on that. You know, nice, nice. So Rob, oh, yeah, yeah. Super Nat versus Craig G. I remember watching that battle. Uh, 
early 2000s um you know what's interesting like the the old school battles like it was it doesn't seem like it's like nowadays it's um it's like a it's like an insult rhyme you know what i'm saying yeah yeah back then it was a bit more creative it wasn't really about like you know where oh they go talk about you know say you got you got big eyes you're gonna talk about your big eyes you know it, it's it feels very comedic in a way yeah yeah, for sure. What do you guys think? I was thinking about um, bringing MC Supernat on the app. <laughs> oh, I mean, you could imagine when the thing's going fast and then people are like, they're throwing out words and like joking. And then he's all rapping about the words. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. How do you say it? Don't we do that on the Sway show? All right. Dude, yeah, that would be so sick. We got to get him on here then because I hit him up and he's like, whatever, brother, let me know. I know there's some dudes that free stuff. Whatever that means. That do that on, on, on other apps, but it would be interesting to do it on, uh, on, on Kumu. Just based on like, can you imagine if someone gifts like a, like a Ibonga Darna, right? And they'll, they'll yeah. drop the line about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, snap. For real. Like, okay. So where, where, where can, uh, where can people find you, find your music and, you. Yeah, so um, y'all can y'all can download uh, check out King Pare, um, all capital letters, um, on Spotify. You guys can see me on YouTube, IG. Follow me up, King Pare official. Um, that's my MC name, of course, and I got DJ Rocky Rock. Um, I got more music coming out there because I used to do a lot of EDM under DJ Rocky Rock, and when um I went to Europe. When I went out to Spain as well, um, I was doing a lot of EDM. So I just kept on, uh, I was just like, it was always fast beat. It was like 128 BPMs, you know? So now I, you know, I was like, man, I, I gotta like do more hip hop. So I created King Body just to kind of stay on that tone, you know? And it's been really cool. Something different for me. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it, Christian. All right, cool. Well, you know, final talk to you before um, have a safe trip, and then we'll. Yes, sir. Thank you for this, brother. Yeah. All right. Thanks all. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Take care and God bless. All right.